great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. Our next, our guest today is a medical school graduate turned entrepreneur who founded the Retro Bag, a business that offers a variety of bags made from wood, straw, beaded leather, vegan leather, bamboo, and more. She started her business with an online presence and has since expanded to a brick and mortar store in London's Masonville Mall. Come on. Her perseverance and dedication to her business has paid off, and she's now using her success to draw young people with a strong passion for entrepreneurship to work with her. I trust that you are as excited as I am to learn more about our guests, so please join me in a gigantic, massive podcast welcome for Adeshola Ogunshakin. Ah, did I get that? Close, close. <laughs> oh, Adeshola. Yes, Adesola. Okay, Adesola. And yes, Adesola. Last name? Ogunshakin. Ogunshakin. Yes, Ogunsaki. Okay. I love it. I I know I should have asked you before. I shouldn't just assume because I'm Nigerian That's that right. I should have gotten it. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to start you off with a very, very easy question. And it is, what was your most empowering thought of the day? Okay, first of all, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, and I really like I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Um, so you're asking, what was my empowering thought for the day? Mm-hmm. So far. Okay. Sorry? So far, day not done yet? <laughs> yeah, so this morning, actually, I was just kind of thinking about, um, you know, my journey. Um, and the thing that came to mind was, um, to protect the environment of your mind. Because mm. um, a lot of things that I've done and I've been able to do, as well as a lot of things that I've been able to kind of overcome has come from like the environment of my mind. Um, so it's important for me to guard that. Um, and guarding that means kind of being um, careful for of like what I watch, what I see, what, who I talk to, because things that they say, um, it does, you know, sow a seed. And yeah, so just guarding your heart. I love um, that. Guarding I, your gates. They call it the eye gate, the ear, the ear gate, the mouth gate, the heart gate. I love that. The mind gate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So inquiring minds want to know about medical school. I am a doctor. So that was my journey. That was my plan um, going into undergrad, really. Um, So I finished undergrad in 2011 um, with a degree in biochemistry and molecular biology. And with that kind of degree, like the next thing you're thinking is medical school, as well as all my friends in my class. So we all, you know, applied, some didn't. Um, So I got into medical school and I kind of did that and graduated in 2017. So after that was kind of where things kind of, you know, 
happened <laughs> that has led me here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did finish medical school in 2017. Yeah. And you became a doctor of? Doctor of medicine. Doctor yeah. Of so, medicine. Uh, um, <laughs> and did you have any plans to practice or like literally life just totally flipped on? So, right now I do research, um, like light, light research. Um, and since I graduated, that's kind of what I've been doing, um, doing different kinds of cancer research. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to go into practicing, um, with that, like, that's kind of where things kind of took a turn um, with getting um, spots in postgraduate training residency is what it's called. Um, so that's definitely a goal of mine. But, you know, you can always just plan or do your best. Mm-hmm. But if it's not your path or it's not the right time, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that I'm still aiming towards, um, towards achieving. It's definitely practicing. Um And I think it really comes down to my reason for going into medicine in the first place, which is really just helping people at their most vulnerable Mm -hmm. time with my um, medical knowledge that I have worked so hard to attain. It's always been like the DNA or of my decision to go into medicine. So that still rings true, Mm -hmm. but there's only so much I can do if it's not my path right now, or it's just not the right timing. So God's timing, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you are still helping people. You're helping people look fashionable. So talk to me about what inspired you to start your business and how you how did you turn that passion for designing bags into a very successful venture? Okay, so this is where this might be a long story. So do you want the long version or the short version? I want the version that comes from your heart. Okay. All right. So I um had just applied for the second time um to get into residency in 2018 slash 2019. So in 2019, March, um, I was doing uh, unpaid research, pancreatic cancer research at a basic science lab in NYU. Um, So there you have a a group of um, people that are also trying to get into um, residency. So everyone in the lab matched except for me. So, um, and I said, like, I said earlier, like this is, this was an unpaid position. So I was living in Manhattan unpaid um, with support from my dad and my siblings. So at this point, like everyone kind of told me that I needed to kind of figure it out. So I had to just kind of, you know, first of all, like I went around all the restaurants where I lived and asked if I could work. Um, I'm, I'm Canadian, so I couldn't um, use my visa to kind of get like a proper job. So I was kind of just going to the kitchen at the back and be like, Hey, mom, are you guys hiring? Just pay me cash. Okay. Like I'll just wash your dishes. Everyone turned me down again. Um, so I just really just had to go back to my room, um, and sit and just kind of think to myself, what is my answer to the world? Like, what is the answer that I have to offer in the world? Cause people pay for answers. Um, and at that time, like I knew very well, like I was very clear on the fact that I'm a complete person. Um, everything that I need and everything that I am is enough <laughs> to kind of carry out my life. So I just had to sit down and really just think through things. Um, and then I decided to go into dig into the entrepreneurial side of me just because um, I've always loved business. Like I've always had a thing for it. So I decided to sell bags. And the reason why I chose bags was because I didn't want to deal with like returns or exchanges of sizes with shoes or dresses. So I needed to pay rent that month. So I just figured (laughs) selling bags would be like the easiest or um, kind of cutting down 
one variable <laughs> uh, in terms of making an income. So I chose bags and I've stuck with bags ever since. <laughs> wow. And so from the get, you were designing your own bags or were you selling other manufactured bags or? So I started selling bags that were already made. Um, and then I went into um, designing my bags just because I started to talk to my customers or get emails from them um, asking for specific features in bags. So I kind of just went off of that and I, you know, talked to the factories and the manufacturers and I tweak things or I just make something completely new. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing has kind of led to another. Um, so I do sell a mixture of both right now. Mm -hmm. bags that are made and bags that I designed wow, and bags awesome. that have actually been designed by my interns right now. So well, that's amazing. And look, you're lifting other people up as you go. That's yes. Absolutely. So can you talk to us about some of the challenges that you encountered, like, you know, as an early startup um, and how you face that? Yeah. So um, starting off, I would say was um, just the information that um, I could gather. So, like I said, like me going into business, was it like, I didn't go to school for this. So I was just kind of, um, I found myself in, in this, like, I feel like business chose me really. <laughs> so, um, I really just had to dig, um, sit down and do a lot of research on my own, um, and kind of filtering through like, okay, this is a credible, re uh, <laughs> credible site, or this isn't. Um, and also just kind of getting access to funding, um, and kind of also breaking through the unconscious bias of, of people and people just taking me seriously. Mm -hmm. um, so I would really say like, um, yeah, funding and unconscious bias were probably my two main um, barriers in like scaling, mm -hmm. which I face still today. And so what have you found about who you were sort of at the beginning and what those challenges have further built within you like what um like who have they helped you become right so um and i think it also has to do with like me just really being aware that unconscious bias is a real thing um and just pulling like the strength that i've been able to gather from all these years like my my personality my perseverance and all of that um it has really just helped me to sharpen things like in the sense that like my bags are properly arranged in the store um i don't give anyone any excuse to say anything negative about my products as much as i can so i, I would say like i basically dot my eyes and cross my teeth more um, than someone that isn't facing my challenges um, would um, and in terms of also the funding it's more of like just keep going right mm -hmm. like the no isn't permanent like that's mm -hmm. just one no all i need is you know the right yes yeah. Yeah. just keep knocking down doors and you know just keep going yeah. uh, i would say this has really sharpened those um aspects of my personality yeah i <laughs> love that so let's uh let's talk strategy because there's you, you know, through since I mean, we're about 10 minutes in and I've heard so much strategies that you've employed for your life. But let's talk about the strategies, you know, that you've used to grow your business. And, you know, how did you decide on, you know, sort of the uh, to expand into local markets and, and eventually open up a brick and mortar store? Yeah, so I like from early in 
from the early days of the business, it, it has always been a priority for me to kind of get feedback from my customers. Um, Cause I think it's important to kind of know the need out there mm-hmm. so I can kind of um, solve the problem. Um, so I started to go to like markets around my like city neighborhood, downtown Toronto. Um, and that, there I would like meet a bunch of vendors, first of all, like a lot of small business owners. And I would build a community with the customers. I would come back every weekend. Um, and then they'll just kind of like tell me like, hey, I need my bags to have this. My Like I need my bags to have that. Um, or the, um, or I kind of ask them like, where are you from, right? So with that, like I know what demographic of people or I know like, you know, the next step um, to take. So I really think the um, one-on-one interactions with my customers have really helped and played a role in like knowing what to do mm-hmm. and how to kind of scale the business. And so. connecting. I love that. Building trust, obviously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Building how trust. did you land in a, like, because online would almost make sense in the last three years of, of yeah. um, a quarantine and pandemic, most people moved from brick and mortar to online Right. So the story of me getting this store was, you know, just amazing. And I I never get tired of telling it. So this was, I would say, March of 2022. So a a little over a year ago, um, I came to London, Ontario for a market. Um, So I used to live in Mississauga, um, but one of my fellow vendors told me like, hey, there's a market happening in London and like, you know, there's a lot of people and I made a lot of money. So I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. So I signed up, um, I got in and I filled my car up with as many bags as I could and I drove down to London. So in London, I got an overwhelming positive feedback from people. Um, Not only were they saying nice things, but they will come back the following day with their friends. Um, so bringing their friends and just like, you know, coming back every weekend, I was very encouraged by it. Um, so what I did was I told the girl beside me, which was another vendor, I was like, hey, I'm going to open a store here. Everyone loves me here. Uh, she kind of laughed at me. And, you know, I kind of laughed, too, because <laughs> it was crazy. And I was just joking, really. Um, but what happened was it kind of lingered on my mind, which is another like why I say it's important to guard your heart. It lingered on my mind um, and I couldn't just get the thought out. So what I did was I went on my computer and I um, researched the malls here and I reached out to the head office being like, hey, I'm interested in opening a store. And not even thinking that they were going to respond, right? Like I'm thinking, it's probably going to go in their spam folder, right? Because I'm not H&M or Zara. Um, So to my surprise, the following day, I got a very positive response from the person in charge saying like, Hey, we think this is a great brand. It's a great company. would love to have you here. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a company, but it's just me. Right. Cool. <laughs> so I, I just kept on going. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Let me see. How much is it? Like, just tell me the, the numbers, right. Just kind of see how far I could get away with it. She tells me, I'm like, <sighs> I, take, I take a deep breath. Um, and I started to find funding, like do my research and, you know, find how I can do this. And I went ahead and signed the lease. Um, so once I signed the lease, I figured like there's no turning back at this point. Um, I just kept pushing, just kept pushing, like swimming against the tide almost. Um, so with that, I opened my store and the cool thing and how I know it's my path and what I really, you know, would like to let people know 
when it's your path, you'll keep meeting the right people. Mm. Uh, I didn't do this by myself. <laughs> I did not do this. Like, this is not just a one person thing. I kept meeting the right people, but it comes from guarding my heart. So in my heart, it felt right. And I didn't talk myself out of it, even though it's really scary. Um, and with that, I kept meeting the right people and my dreams turned into reality. So, wow. yeah. And, uh... <laughs> So that's amazing. And I'm assuming that you've taken some time and reflected as you look at your, as you look at your store (laughs) in the mall. Um, But what has, what has, how long you've had the store now? I've had the store for about uh, eight to nine months. Okay. And how has that journey been? It has been one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. Um, It's seven days a week. There are no days off. When the mall's open, I'm open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is really me thinking about it as just like a market that I used to do. But like now it's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like my mindset coming in. So it wasn't really intimidating. But actually being here um, and competing with H&M and Zara, Lululemon, Guess is right across from me, Oak and Fork. It's a... Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely feeling the growing pains. Put it that way. <laughs> are there any things that you would have done or that you um, are pivoting from what you originally thought? Sorry, say it again? Are there, like, are there any, rather than asking you, is there anything that you would have done differently, but are there any pivots that you've had to make, um, you know, different than sort of what you thought going out of the gate? Um, I would say the DNA is what I like to call it, has really just been the same thing, which is, giving people what it is they're looking for, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to solve a problem or meet people at their needs. So that has not changed. So now it's in turn, um, what has changed, I would say, is my collection of bags, right? Mm-hmm. Like what I'm thinking people would gravitate towards isn't necessarily what they need. Mm-hmm. So I've had to kind of listen more and just kind of give people what they're asking for. And that has led to a wide variety of bags that I never would have um, thought about selling. Mm-hmm. So, I would say the strategy has maybe changed a little, but the overall goal, the shell of everything hasn't still about the same. And for which you're open to share, you know, as you start to think about the future and sort of what are your next plans? Like what are the future plans for the retro bag and what kind of impact do you continue to hope to have in the retail industry? So my goal, my plans um, right now is I, I look to open more stores um, across Ontario and across Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look to really just getting my story out because um, <laughs> I found myself in a place that was very uncomfortable, a place that I would say is a place of shame um, after working so hard. So it's not from a lack of work ethic or anything um and what has really taken a lot of lives in the past right but i kind of um found a way to keep pushing um and i really just want to let that one person in their bedroom right that feels like they're not seen or not heard and feels like the world is crashing in on them because everything they've tried isn't working my goal is to just let them know that you have what it takes. It's not the end. Um, your story isn't going to end um, 
as a failure. If it's bad right now, it just means it isn't the end. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how, that's literally it. Um, and just like my path, um, I wanted to kind of be a light or um, just kind of let people know and draw strength from it. Um, and I would I would say it over and over again, right? Like my classmates were already in residency and done residency, making six figures, some even about a million. Um, you know, securing that bag. And I was driving Uber. <laughs> that was me, right? Or just trying to figure out my life and just really just trying to get into residency, networking like crazy, doing all these things. Um, and I would like sit down and listen to YouTube and just listen to other people's stories and journeys and how they've been able to get up. So that kind of gave me hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hope, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really why I have chosen to not like hide behind my brand, but to put my brand, my face out there so people can see my story and just know that um, there's hope (laughs) if you're facing something. That's amazing. I'm very, (laughs) I'm very inspired actually by your story. So thank you so much for sharing it. So I'm going to take you through, I'm going to take you through some rapid drivers. Um, When you think of uh, five of them, actually. So when you think of someone who inspires you, who comes first to mind? Steve Harvey. Okay. And why? I've never had Steve Harvey. I would say Steve Harvey because his story is actually a very um, inspiring story. Yeah. He, he says that he used to sleep in his car for about three years. Um, he started off and people just, you know, didn't take him serious. His family were like, you're not funny. Why are you trying to go into comedy? Um, and it felt like they were right for a few years but he just kept going he kept Mm -hmm. talking to god every day he just kept doing you know what he knew was right Mm -hmm. and right he thought he was gonna quit is when the door just opened Mm -hmm. um and you'll never know like he's been through that just seeing his life today Mm so things like that are (laughs) it's it's important for like everyone to know (laughs) that you know there's hope (laughs) yeah when they see success it comes with a lot of sacrifice and a lot of challenges right so what is a daily activity that helps you maintain your thrive and stay empowered? I would say talking to God, <laughs> talking to him. Um, he's my partner in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of um, starting my day um, with him and talking to him as the day goes by um, and just kind of getting the blueprint of the brand from him. Mm-hmm. I love that. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that. God's defined blueprint for retro bag. Yes. yes. For him. What is a book that's helped you with your thrive? A book. I can't think of one right now. <laughs> I got one for you. Tell me. I'm sure the Bible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Are there any the podcasts Bible. you listen to? Podcasts. Um, podcast do I listen to I do listen to a lot of podcasts but not consistently Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say that I I listen to this podcast with this two Nigerian girls uh it's called I said what I said okay Um, Mm -hmm. so I just love it because they're really funny but they kind of speak the The truth truth. yes 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 yeah what is uh, an app that helps you with your thrive maybe your business or you know just really succeed in life I mean, I live on Shopify. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like that helps me with my business and helps me to succeed. So um, I'm always on Shopify I a lot. That. 
and I guess everyone's always on Instagram too, right? Because yes, you yes, can see yes. what's out there. Um, so yeah, I go back and forth both. <laughs> and what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you as the, you know, business owner, entrepreneur, um, you know, um, CEO of the retro bag? Yeah. So people that see and a medical me, doctor. Oh, <laughs> Probably thinking that I have it all together. <laughs> um, I definitely take it one day at a time. Um, people that know that I'm a physician and I do business, they just kind of automatically think that I'm practicing as well, or mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing both and I'm always at the store um, and I just might have everything perfect, you know, and that's not true. <laughs> um, I have my days, um, but I always just kind of get back up on my feet. Yeah. Uh, if those thoughts are trying to come in, I, you know, shut them down. God, I pay shuts, God to do shuts them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. So, so where do we find more of you online? So I'm um, on Instagram at the retro bag. Um, I am on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok, please. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll put <laughs> um, the link. Follow us on Instagram and our website theretrobag.com. So okay. I'll put it all on, uh, I'll put it all in the show notes. And mm-hmm. uh, as a parting question, this podcast is called empowered in my skin. And I want to know what that means to you. Empowered in my skin. Yeah. So I love that question, by the way. <laughs> so for me, like when I look in the mirror and I see my skin, um, I think of the people that came before me. So my grandmother, you know, my mother, my grandmother, and so on and so forth. And it comes with a story. Um, It comes with the lineage of spectacular people Mm -hmm. that have lived through this. Um, And regardless of what the society says about me, um, I know that um, I'm bigger than that. Um, Trying to find the right words. But yeah. So... When I look at, at my skin, I see history. Mm. I see people. I see um, lives that have been lived, mm-hmm. uh, perseverance, the hard work, the work ethic, the hope that they had for me mm-hmm. <laughs> as their descendant. So that's that's really what I see, and that really empowers me, and it puts things into perspective. Um, that I am whole. I'm a person. I'm yeah. enough. Yeah. Regardless of what the society might say about me mm-hmm. it's beautiful i love it and you know there's something that you talked about wanting to be a light and i i do i believe that you are a beacon and i there was something that you said that i actually thought was so profound is that when it is your path you will keep meeting the right people and i'm very excited to have met you and um and to it's, let you know your brand it's it's actually your brand that inspired us we thought your story was very empowering we want to learn more about it and we really wanted to use our platform as a way to amplify you know the work that you're doing and the impact that you're having and thank you. uh, yeah and just kind of put you out there so thank you for saying yes i appreciate you thank you for having me yeah. honored honest. <laughs> and to everyone that's listening this is where i have to say we're out Bye-bye. There you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give. When you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. 
Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered in My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.